Qualifications. Rape, murder, awesome and rape. You said rape twice. I like rape. <laughs> Charming. Ah, yes. Blazing Saddles comes to life in the 21st century from America to Gaza. Now, there was an attack on a Jewish-owned restaurant in Philadelphia by a left-wing mob. And it turns out that ABC News, George Stephanopoulos is their $17 million a year man. ABC News didn't mention it this morning. A big story, big story. ABC News did not mention it in their lengthy morning show today. Hey, wait. CBS News didn't mention it during their lengthy morning show today. Isn't that fascinating? It didn't come up, this whole, this whole attack at a, a restaurant in Philadelphia that looked like Kristallnacht. And, hey, is that true? NBC News didn't mention it on the Today Show either. It didn't show up. The story didn't show up because they're not journalists. They're not in the news business. It's not, it's not what they do. They're, uh, that, that's just extraordinary. The news media we have, ABC, CBS, and NBC all failed to mention this extraordinary moment in American history because it's left-wingers with their jihad allies. It doesn't seem to make any sense, but they're both totalitarian and anti-Western, and they're violent. That's, uh, they've, so they've got that in common. Obviously, the left... Uh, well, eventually getting around to killing all the Muslims or the Muslims get around to killing all the left one way or the other. The 20th century is looking to, it's uh, shaping up not so well, I think. Just extraordinary. I'm telling you, let me just tell you. The uh, CBS News has the story online, even though they didn't mention it. It's the Philadelphia CBS, even though they didn't mention it on their lengthy morning news show allegedly. Pro-Palestinian rally. It's pro-Palestinian. It's not the anti-Semitic rally. Outside Israeli-Jewish restaurant Goldie, a, quote, blatant act of anti-Semitism, Shapiro says. Now, again, this is the local CBS station in Philadelphia, so everybody knows that Shapiro is the Democrat governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian, they were virulent anti-Semites, pro-Hamas terrorists. Hundreds of pro-Pen, their brainwashed, glassy-eyed loons, zombies, also known as Joe Biden voters. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters made their way through the streets of Philadelphia Sunday night as they demanded a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. That's what Hamas and Iran would like. What they did outside of a Jewish restaurant drew harsh criticism from local and federal leaders. The White House Monday joined Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro in calling what happened at City Center, Center City, anti-Semitic and completely unjustifiable. Shapiro on Sunday night called it a blatant act of anti-Semitism, of mob anti-Semitism. It's Kristallnacht. They, they should be wearing brown shirts. They should be wearing armbands. They're today's Democrat Party. The pro-Palestinian protesters, genocidal anti-Semites that they are, gathered in Rittenhouse Square. Rittenhouse Square is a nice part of the city. 
and marched through the area. Uh, and and now you, you got to keep in mind also that one of them. Well, do we have an update on the woman that set herself on fire that self-immolated in Atlanta many days ago now? We still don't know the woman's name. She hasn't been identified. She doused herself in gasoline and set herself on fire like a Buddhist monk or like the Democrat that self-immolated at the Supreme Court last year on Earth Day to protest people putting smoke in the air. So naturally self-immolated. Amazing stuff. The pro-Palestinian protesters gathered Rittenhouse Square going through uh, University City, including the University of Pennsylvania campus. That's a that's an Ivy League school, the Poison Ivy League. And a Facebook post, the Philadelphia Free Palestine Coalition, that means wipe out Israel and kill all the Jews, urged supporters to flood the streets Sunday night. Now, this is pretty amazing. We got some audio of the, uh, of the gathering at this restaurant, Goldie's Restaurant, owned by a Jewish man, video of the crowd outside Goldie, the restaurant, was posted on social media around 5.30 p.m. Sunday. Later that night, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, uh, a, a Democrat, they don't identify him as such, released a statement on X, and then they have to put in parentheses, formerly Twitter, because their readers are so stupid that they don't know that X is formerly known as Twitter. They're going to say that for years and years because... They know that they have very low information readers, low IQ readers. So he posted the, the Democrat governor, not identified as such, in response to the clip writing, tonight in Philly, we saw a blatant act of anti-Semitism, not a peaceful protest. A restaurant was targeted and mobbed because its owner is Jewish and Israeli. This hate and bigotry is reminiscent of dark a dark time in history. He's talking about Nazi Germany and Kristallnacht and the Socialist Workers' Party of Adolf Hitler. And now the Democrat Party in the United States is that party. Shapiro said in another post that he reached out to Solomonov and uh, the team at Goldie to share his support. White House spokesperson, genderless, Andrew Bates said in a statement, it's completely unjustifiable to target restaurants that serve Israeli food over disagreements with Israeli policy. Well, this is the left, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, they've got the Democrat Party. And if you're a Democrat and a Jew, you need to talk to somebody, maybe me. I might be able to help. Bates continued from the White House, this behavior reveals the kind of cruel and senseless double standard, were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all, that is a calling card of anti-Semitism. President Biden has fought against the evil of anti-Semitism his entire life. He didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle, though, when they started uh, racially integrating the schools in Delaware, including by launching the first national strategy to counter hate in American history. That's the White House putting out a statement about how great Joe Biden is. Now, Solomonov, the owner of the restaurant, owns multiple restaurants in the city of Philadelphia under the banner of Cook and Solo, and uh, he owns a whole bunch of restaurants there. And he announced he would uh, donate 100% of all sales to Friends of United Hatzalah, which is a nonprofit medical service for uh, people in Israel. But um, that's, that's your Democrat part. Now, what did the violent mob of Democrat crystal noctures sound like 
on Sunday night. Goldie, Goldie, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. You charge a restaurant owner in Philadelphia with genocide. Now, if you charge him with genocide, again, when you incite this kind of violence, if this man is indeed guilty of genocide, then it would not be a completely irrational act to commit violence against him in order to stop genocide, right? And Jews everywhere. Ed Morrissey at Hot Air, American Crystal Knocked, question mark. And uh, honestly, the, um, the Democrat Party in America is a dangerous, violent mob of a political party, and they're demonizing everybody. You know, look what they do to Donald Trump. He's Hitler. He's Mao. He's Stalin. He's worse than all of them. He will end our republic. He must be stopped. You know, honestly, if you're on Trump's security detail and you're reading all these stories, just looking at these headlines, you're going to ask President Trump to stand back farther from wherever the mob may be. Just extraordinary. Mm. I'm telling you, and I read you the the ex-post yesterday, America moved from Nuremberg 33 to Kristallnacht 38 or something close to it. Just amazing taking aim at Jewish businesses, have no connection to Israel. Hey, he was born in Israel. Therefore, he's guilty of genocide. Don't you think if there's a mob of hundreds of radical leftist glassy-eyed loons outside of your business chanting you're guilty of genocide, that maybe you would have a sense of danger, that uh, you'd be concerned about yourself and your family? I think it would be reasonable to, uh, to be concerned. Now, What are they defending? What are they defending? It's important to know what these mobs are defending because the news media is not covering it. The Washington Post, CNN, uh, and again, CBS, ABC, NBC all failed to cover this Philadelphia episode targeting Jewish businesses, large mobs of hundreds of people targeting Jewish businesses in Philadelphia of all places. Just extraordinary stuff. Now, the college campuses, of course, uh, the madness, the madness there. Now, one of the things that um, that we learned from the State Department yesterday is that the terrorists did not hand over hostages as they had vowed to do because they've been raping the hostages and they don't want to release them to tell their stories. Now, the New York Post does cover the news, like the Hunter Biden laptop, which was all true and uh, not a Russian plot, but the Democrat Party's a Russian plot. Horrific news stories of Hamas attacks in Israel surface, including rape of, quote, beautiful woman with the face of an angel who screamed to be killed, begging to be killed by the savages. A beautiful woman with the face of an angel was raped by 8 to 10 Hamas terrorists in Israel on October 7th, while another tragic victim was beheaded with a shovel while trying to defend herself, a stricken survivor sells. Yanni Sadan, a 39-year-old father of four children, told the UK newspaper, the Sunday Times, 
that he's still haunted by the horrific scenes he witnessed at the Nova Music Festival when the Hamas fiends slaughtered at least 364 festival goers, including the gang-raped women and a woman who begged to be killed. I saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her, recalled Sadden. uh, 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 She was screaming, stop it already, stop it already. I'm going to die anyway from what you're doing. Just kill me. When they finished, they were laughing, and the last one shot her in the head. Sadan was witness to gruesome act after act uh, after pulling his body out from a slain woman who had been shot in the head and smearing her blood on himself so it looked like he too was dead. I'll never forget her face, he said. Every night I wake up to it and apologize to her, saying, I'm sorry. Sadan said he eventually joined others that fled into trees and bushes. Now, he witnessed two more Hamas gunmen take another young woman who was resisting being stripped naked. They threw her to the ground. One of the terrorists took a shovel and beheaded her, he said, and her head rolled along the ground. I see that head, too, he said. Sanan's story is among the latest testimonies against Hamas accusing the terrorist group of orchestrating mass rapes and gang rapes led to more than 1,200 people being killed. Now, these are the stories, and there's more. There is plenty more, but CNN's not going to talk about it. I saw many women with bloody underwear, with broken bones, broken legs, broken pelvises, said one of the employees at the morgue going through the body bags. Shari, a 60-year-old architect from Jerusalem, said opening the body bags of the massacre scenes was beyond traumatic. And uh, she saw the bodies, the decapitations, the mutilations, the broken bones. Uh, They were using guns to shoot their genitals of the women, all right, to, um, and I won't get into more graphic detail than that, but using the guns to shoot the women and the genitals. They were young women, most with little clothing, shredded clothing, their bodies bloodied, particularly around their underwear. Some women shot many times in the face as if to mutilate them. Their faces were of anguish and often fingers clinched as they died. Some bodies he took out had pretty pink and bright purple fingernails, and he would pause at that point uh, and broke down. Uh, this is at the morgue, and the uh, it 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 gets worse, and it goes on and on and on because there were thousands of examples of this. This is the savagery that we're talking about, and there's more, and I've got audio for you, including from the State Department that I want to share with you as well. In the meantime, you know that the holidays are upon us, and Omaha Steaks helps take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Just go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off the entire Omaha Steaks site. And when you check out, use my last name, Plant, P-L-A-N-T-E, get another 30 American dollars off just for you. Omaha Steaks make incredible gifts. You're going to be the hero of the table when you give the gift of Omaha Steaks. Tender, juicy, filet mignons, bacon-wrapped. 
You got burgers, jumbo franks, easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code PLANT at checkout, and order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off, site-wide $30 more off at checkout when you use my last name. A minimum order may be required. Yeah, the uh, you know the gruesome details that are just dribbling up, and the, uh, the 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 newspapers don't cover it, the TV news doesn't cover it. It's horrifying, and that's one of the reasons they don't want to cover it. But we need to know, you know, when you find out that the Holocaust is going on in World War II, it might change your thinking. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, I have a couple of sound bites I want to share with you from the State Department yesterday, Matthew Miller about this very uh, topic and and a little bit of uh, Fox News. You may remember Democrat Congresswoman squad member Pramila Jayapal with Dana Bash. Oh, you know, rape is bad, but let's not forget the Jews are real bad because they should be wearing armbands. These people, they're not on our side. And today, this is an important, uh, this is an important thing, actually, and I, I want to share this, and I think everybody, you might want to do something about this fact Today, on this date, in 1933, what happened? What happened, Mike? What happened on this date in 1933? Prohibition was repealed. And uh, the consumption of alcohol became legal once again in the United States of America with the implementation of the 21st Amendment, which was a much better amendment than the 18th Amendment. Yeah, once again, the New York Post is covering the story, and they've got people on the record, not anonymous people, telling their stories, and the person from the morgue telling what they discovered, and the autopsies showing sexual assault, violent sexual assaults, and uh, Heim... Outmezingi is a senior member of uh, Zaka, Z-A-K-A, Rescue Services, a volunteer group that has collected uh, the bulk of the dead bodies after the attack uh, of October 7th, who said it was clear they were trying to spread as much horror as they could to kill, to burn alive, to rape. It seemed their mission was to rape as many as possible. And again, the genital mutilation by way of firearms, AK-47s, 
um, and murdering. There are accounts of murdering women while they're raping them. Right? These are these are not normal people. These are not your next door neighbors. I hope. Just extraordinary. And the uh, the United Nations yesterday said, "Oh yeah, we'll launch an investigation into that." The United Nations is fundamentally anti-Israel, and they're not going to investigate anything. But four years from now, on a Friday at 5.30, they'll release a two-page paper that everybody will ignore, and it'll have cost us $400 million. Uh, but the, uh, the torture, the madness. Now, let's go to soundbite number one. This is uh, State Department spokesman Matthew Miller. And he was asked, there are one or two reporters at the, uh, at the State Department that ask legitimate questions. You don't normally get legitimate answers, but Matthew Miller was asked, well, why did the Hamas terrorists holding hostages agree to a pause and release X number of hostages today and tomorrow and the next day? And then seven days in, they started firing rockets at Israel. Two Palestinians went to a bus stop in Jerusalem and mowed the place down with gunfire, murdering at least three people and injuring a great many more, uh, and they stopped handing over hostages. And when asked why they stopped handing over hostages and called an end to the truce or the pause or whatever it was being called, which it never really was or barely was, Matthew Miller said this. Near the end of that pause, last Wednesday, Thursday, when we were getting towards the end, uh, Hamas was still holding on to women that should have been the next to be released. They refused to release them. Uh, they broke the deal, came up with excuses why, ultimately, I don't think any of those excuses were credible, and I shouldn't get into any of them here. Um, but certainly one of the, the, the reasons that a number of people believe they refused to release them is they didn't want people to hear what those women would have to say publicly. They uh, stopped releasing the hostages, the women in particular who, on the, who were on the list, to be released because they know they can't allow those women to go to Israel and reveal the treatment by the savages, which everyone knows. And look, they're not above raping men or boys either. That was commonplace in Afghanistan with the Taliban. And these people are savages, right? But they don't want to release the women because then the world would learn what these animals, these, I apologize to animals, what these savages had been doing. Now, Matthew Miller, the, uh, the State Department spokesman yesterday. One of the reasons they don't want to turn women over that they've been holding hostage and the reason this pause fell apart is they don't want those women to be able to talk about what happened to them during their time in custody. Um, certainly, there is very uh, little that I would put beyond Hamas when it comes to its treatment of civilians and particularly its treatment uh, of women. Um, and that was a very gentle State Department-like way of revealing, although without really revealing it, what the savages are doing to the women that they're still holding hostages. They don't treat children well either. Uh, young Ainsley Earhart Fox News anchor in the morning, was uh, on the couch this morning uh, covering the hostages and 
shared uh, some of what uh, she had picked up along the way. The Israeli officers, can I just share really quickly, Steve? They said that they were showing girls, they found girls with broken pelvises, women and girls that were naked and covered in blood, women and girls with shooting wounds targeting their sexual organs. They had breast amputations. Other body parts of females were amputated. Naked women and girls in the showers with their hands tied behind their backs. Now that is what is going on here. That's what this is. That's the reality of it. Now, with that... I want to point out that the Democrat Party has fielded thousands and thousands of people of all ages, put them on the streets, promoting and supporting Hamas and condemning Israel. Now, it's kind of hard to absorb what we're talking about here and some of the language there in the New York Post and what Ainsley just said, Uh, but I've been reading about it over the course of the last couple of months and the the uh, amputation by knife of uh, women's breasts, the uh, genital mutilation by gun, the gang rape and murder while raping, the uh, the stripping down, uh, savaging, ravaging until the women are pleading to be killed by these savages. And ABC, CBS, and NBC didn't, first of all, they're not going to cover any of this. And they don't cover the mob of Democrats on Kristallnacht Patrol in Rittenhouse Square, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on Sunday night. They're not covering the news. They're not sharing you with you what's going on there. Just, uh, just amazing. And it's all the left here in the United States. It's all the left. You know, this is, if they found one group of people, you know, with torches, uh, tiki torches from Home Depot saying the Jews will not replace us. They'd cover that for weeks on end. But that was nothing compared to this. Absolutely nothing compared. Now, these idiots with the torches, the Jews, no, Jews aren't trying to replace you. Uh, calm down. Uh, and one young woman was killed at that rally, and it became lore for years because the Democrat Party could use it to their advantage to demonize everybody else. And now look at the Democrat Party. Honestly. Amazing. You may recall uh, Pramila Jayapal and Dana Bash on CNN on Sunday. Rape is horrific. Sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. It happens. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think they have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom are women and children. And it's horrible, but you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think we're not, we're not, I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. Of course you do. You guys live for the hierarchy of oppression. You're all about the hierarchy of oppression. That's your, your, your very core is about the hierarchy of oppression. And so obviously, it's a bit dismissive. But don't forget the Jews, they're real bad. They had 15,000 killed. That's because a war was begun by a savage gang that wasn't up for the fight. Speaking of which, uh, today, you see that the, the tunnels, I was talking to my friend Seton Motley, going back and forth, the tunnels in uh, the Gaza are now being flooded with seawater. 
They're being flooded with seawater. The concern is that the savages are holding hostages down there. I don't think it's likely that many of the remaining hostages are going to make it out alive, quite honestly, in the hands of the savages. And they they can't allow the women to make it out to the light of day to reveal what the savages have been doing to them, right? So that just doesn't bode well. But it's uh, Seton Motley and I going back and forth. And Seton Motley, hey, good news. Good news, Gaza. Uh, the, uh, your water supply has been restored. Uh, bad news, it's uh, filling your tunnels where you rats are, uh, are hiding because you guys, I'm telling you about you guys. Kirsten Gillibrand is a Democrat senator. She was at the United Nations yesterday where um, Israel and Israeli soldiers showed up and told the stories, the horror stories, and the news media didn't cover it. Uh, But even Democrat Senator Kirsten Gillibrand at the UN watched the video that was shown to her by Israeli representatives at the United Nations yesterday, and uh, she was affected by the video. The horrific acts committed on October 7th by Hamas are truly indescribable. Describe them. I've seen much of the raw footage. It takes your breath away in the sheer level of evil it depicts. You can't unsee when you see it, and it haunts you like no other image you could ever see on a movie screen. I, uh, you know, the, the explanation for the Israelis not releasing the videos. And here, the jihadis made a lot of their own videos with their own iPhones. And they've been posting them on their jihad websites, uh, enjoying and clapping over the murder of uh, women and uh, children and torturing and mutilating and, and uh, raping. And, and uh, Gillibrand was affected by it. When I saw the list of women's rights organizations who have said nothing, I nearly choked. Where is the solidarity for women in this country and in this world to stand up for our mothers, our sisters, and our daughters? This is at the uh, gathering of, um, of Israelis. So the, uh, uh, the applause and it's true. Where are all these these left wing, these fake, you know, um, pound me too, the the fake pound me too movement? Honestly, they're such charlatans. They're such frauds. They're so disgraceful. <clears throat> Senator Gillibrand. The United Nations must denounce Hamas as a terrorist organization they won't. that uses rape as a weapon of war. The United Nations must live up to its purpose of upholding the principles of international law, and the United Nations must condemn these evil crimes against humanity. And they are evil crimes against humanity, and uh, good for her. She got something right, uh, blind squirrel and all of that stuff. Now, uh, the Ivy League institutions, the Poison Ivies, Columbia University organizes discussion to justify comma, normalize Hamas rape and murder because these are lefties. Columbia School of Social Work has released an invitation holding a teach-in and discussion on December 6th 
on the significance of October 7th Palestinian counteroffensive. They call it a counteroffensive. Now, it was an attack out of the blue. That's not what the word counteroffensive means. They got into Columbia University because I guess their fathers hired tutors for them. And uh, Columbia University drawn people's ire for extending support to Hamas military action in Israel has now gone another level up by announcing a teach-in and discussion on the significance of the October 7th Palestinian counteroffensive. Now, Israel left Gaza in peace for years. They were um, invited to, and they did elect their own government, and it was a terrorist organization. They own 141 square miles with more than 25 miles of beachfront property, and they turned it into a blood-sopped crime hole because that's their culture. Now, the School of Social Work at Columbia University released a poster holding the discussion tomorrow, December 6th, on campus. The invitation shared on X by Shai Davidai, who is assistant professor of management at Columbia Business School, who also grew up in Israel. It's uh, quite remarkable. He said, it's time for all of us to raise our voices in all caps. That's for sure. You know, uh, the question has been asked since the end of World War II. How could the world have missed the rise of Nazism in Germany? How could, how could the Europeans have missed this? We didn't live in the age of Twitter and cell phones and, and all that stuff even television, for that matter. But he asked people to retweet, it's time for us to raise our voices. The School of Social Work, Columbia University, allowing a teach-in that sees rape as a counteroffensive and calls murder and the kidnap of children revolutionary violence. It's all the language of the left you see here. And that's in New York, in Philadelphia, a violent mob of Democrats accusing a Jewish man who owns a restaurant, a bunch of restaurants, of being guilty of genocide by virtue of the fact that he is Jewish. CBS fake news tensions on college campuses over Israel-Hamas war. Well, that's uh, one headline that you could put on there. But this is what they're fighting for. They're fighting for the mutilation of women, the kidnapping and the mutilation and the gang rape and murder of women on a large scale, a scale we haven't seen in modern times in Western civilization. And the Democrat Party is saddling up with Hamas on the campuses of Ivy League universities, outside Jewish-owned businesses, where every knocked is crystal knocked. Now, the Democrats are still on the loose, of course, and and it is worthy of note, I think, the 80-year anniversary of repealing prohibition, the prohibition on alcohol in the United States, the 21st Amendment, 1933, to the Constitution of the United States officially repealed the federal prohibition on alcohol, which had been enacted through the 18th Amendment, That was adopted in 1919, 
uh, where we banned alcohol because alcohol was a plague and a scourge and there were drunks all over the sidewalks and the streets and uh, family violence and wife beating and stuff. And, and it was bad. And there were a lot of Irish people. So uh, banned alcohol. But on December 5th, 1933, today is December 5th, 2023, 90 years ago today, the federal prohibition was repealed with the ratification of the 21st Amendment, which allowed uh, prohibition to be maintained at the state and local level if you wanted, so there were still dry counties and things like that. The 18th Amendment uh, was the only amendment to have secured ratification and later be repealed. And it's a good thing, too, because I'm like Brett Kavanaugh in that respect. I like beer. I do like beer. And uh, that's not all. I might occasionally have a vodka on the rocks, too. Even a glass of red wine from time to time, but not too often. But today's the 90th anniversary, and that's a big deal. That is, uh, that's kind of fun. So everybody should raise a glass this evening. Also, a crazy story I saw today, Babe Ruth, the baseball player. Babe Ruth, 1914 rookie baseball card. So baseball cards, even in 1914, Babe Ruth rookie card just sold for $7.2 million. 7.2. Somebody paid $7.2 million for a Babe Ruth rookie year baseball card in looks to be in pretty good shape, but certainly not uh, pristine. Quite remarkable. $7.2 million. A lot of people have a lot of money out there, don't they? Babe Ruth is considered to be one of the most important baseball players ever. Now a trading card featuring Ruth's likeness. One of the most valuable sports cards ever. One of. Baltimore News card of Babe Ruth rookie season 1914. Hammered down at auction $7.2 million on Monday morning. Third most expensive sports card Sports card ever sold of all time. The third. Gee, that's pretty good. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.